0: Hi there, welcome to another King's Daily and great to be with you again. And we're in Psalm 102 today and um, I'm gonna be sort of um, dipping into different parts of the Psalm, but I just wanna to, to read actually the, the, the introduction to it that's here in Psalm 102 and kind of use that as a little bit of a framework to um, hopefully help us just to, to walk through this Psalm and how we might approach it. And it says this in the introduction that this is a prayer of the afflicted When they are faint and pour out and they pour out their complaint before the Lord this is a prayer of the afflicted when they're feeling faint and they pour out their complaint before the Lord so the first thing there is this is a prayer um in 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 verse one it says uh verse one and two of this psalm hear my prayer O Lord and let me my cry for help come to you do not hide your face from me in your in the day of my distress Incline your ear to me. I talked about that in another psalm where this sense of you lean in when you incline your ear to someone to hear what they've got to say. No matter how faint a whisper might be coming from the person, you lean in because you care, you love, you want to hear. This is what the psalmist is asking God to do. Incline your ear to me. In the day when I call, answer me quickly. There's this prayer to God. It's been said that the psalms are like the prayer book of God's people. And the disciples, when they heard Jesus pray in Luke chapter 11, they say to Jesus, teach us to pray. And it always makes me think, well, why did they ask that? Why did they say to Jesus, teach us to pray? And they must have heard something about the way that Jesus prayed that they just wanted to learn about what it meant to talk with God and relate to God in that way. And Jesus said to them, when you pray, pray like this. And he gave them what's known as the Lord's Prayer. And if we're struggling with prayer, this is a good place to go. Go to either Matthew chapter 6 or Luke 11 where the Lord's Prayer is and, 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 and either read it through, maybe slowly, just just drinking it in, just thinking about the words that you're saying, but using the words there if you haven't got... You know, you're struggling to know how to pray or what to pray and and, and pausing on maybe... Uh, each sentence and thinking about it but use it as a structure in that way or use it as a structure to launch into other praying about other things it's a if this is what Jesus said when the disciples said teach us to pray then it's a it's a place for us to go and um, it, it's wonderful that God hears our prayers as well in verse one he says doesn't you hear my prayer I just read it out in verse 20 of this psalm says that God hears the groaning of the prisoners and and wonderful again in Matthew 6 where um, it talks about there that, that before Jesus gives the Lord's Prayer uh, he, he says that your Father knows what you need your Father sees you when, you when you call on him he knows that you're there and if you're struggling um, uh, with prayer again like I said the Lord's Prayer but maybe get alongside other people ask them how do you pray what does it look like maybe go and pray well when we can do that um, sort of legally with lockdown and everything, but pray with others or on Zoom or however you might do that, but learn from others. And also maybe get some good tour guides. There are superb resources, books around that can help us. People, again, that can come alongside us with their writing. We've recommended this load of times, A Praying Life by Paul Miller. It's just a superb book. And he says the reason that he wrote this book, he says, I wrote for Christians, for those struggling to do life, who pray badly, yet long to connect with their heavenly Father. Well, that's why he wrote it, and it really does the job. It's a superb book. So this is a prayer. But the second sort of phrase here is of the afflicted. It's not the prayer of a super saint or someone who's got it all sorted or got it all together. It's the prayer of someone who's struggling, of the stumbling, of the doubting, of the weak. um, Zion, uh, Jerusalem, the homeland, the place of the promises of God, to see them fulfilled feels like it's falling apart and the promises of God are not being fulfilled. And it's important when we feel like this, when we feel like things are not going as well as we would want, or we're not seeing sort of maybe God come through on things in the timing that we would want, or the way that we would want, Um, not to sort of back off in those moments, or when we're feeling weak, um, not to think we've got to get it all sorted, but to come to God and grapple um, with Him, with these prayers, with our questions and so on. We haven't got to get sorted to come to God in prayer. That's the beauty of the gospel. We genuinely get to come to God as we are, um, with all, all 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 the difficult things we might be facing and all the struggles we might have. We genuinely get to come as we are. And the psalmist here says that you know when I'm faint, I'm clearly not in a good place. Clearly feeling weak. In verse four, it says I forgot to I forget to eat my bread. Maybe that's just a loss of appetite. Uh, maybe it's through fasting. Verse five says. Um, the, the one who's groaning verse 6 says I resemble a pelican of the wilderness I've become like an owl of the wastelands um, now even if you don't know what I've never seen what a pelican um, of the wilderness looks like or an owl of the waste places we um, from this poetic language we hopefully get get some kind of mental image in our minds and um, this, this sense of living among ruins of loneliness of feeling on their own verse 7 says I can't sleep and so they're faint they're weak um, they're struggling they're grappling and um, Jesus again when we see him praying in the garden of Gethsemane I, I refer to this a lot because it helps me sometimes when I'm grappling with things and facing things that are beyond me and Jesus's prayer there is raw it's real it's reverent it's focused on on God he's pouring out his heart as the psalmist here says he pours out his complaint to God And Hebrews 5, 7 says of Jesus, in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears. Sometimes tears are part of our prayers. To the one, it says, who was able to save him from death and he was heard. Again, here in this psalm, he hears us. And he's able to rescue us and save us. In fact, the last sort of phrase in this is he pours out his complaint before the Lord. And that's an important phrase here. It's not just pouring out complaint, sort of randomly to anywhere, hoping someone might listen to me. It's before God, it's to God. The lament is real, the pain is real, the grappling is real, but it's not the end of the story because he's, he's engaging with God in these things, processing struggles, doubts and questions with God, before the Lord, and in verse 12 to 22, you get different sort of language of of hope, of faith coming through there, you will arise, and you will have compassion, Uh, it will be time to be gracious to her, to set free those doomed to death, people will again gather to praise, you start to see this confidence in God, even when the circumstances don't seem like that they're matching up with the promises of God at that time, there's a confidence of God, that that God will come through, God will fulfill the promises that he's made to his people. And ultimately, that once again points us to Jesus in all the promises of God, a yes and amen in Jesus. And we go to Jesus, we see them fulfilled there. And just to say also about this this psalm is, like many of the psalms, they are, they're not just personal prayers, but they're praying for the people of God, the The person who wrote this prayer clearly has a passion and and a desire to see the people of God flourish and living in the good of the promises of God. And so it's great to bring our personal requests to God. It's great to bring our personal sort of struggles and things that we want to see God do, but also to pray for the church, to pray for the church locally in Norwich, but also globally as well, to see the promises of God fulfilled as well. So I hope that's helpful. And I hope it helps us to pray today, not just for our personal situations, but also for others and the church more widely as well.